Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Hello and welcome to Packers POV, a podcast that aims to shine a light on the human behind the helmet. I'm your host, Taylor Rogers, and we are here inside historic Lambeau Field. This is an exceptional guest one of just three players in NFL history to eclipse 4,000 rushing yards, 40-plus rushing scores, while averaging more than five yards per carry in their first five seasons. I am thrilled to welcome Pro Bowl running back Aaron Jones. How's it going, Aaron? It's going great. Thank you. And you're coming from a workout this morning, I understand. Yes, sir. It's fresh from a workout. Uh, You know, had to get it in early. And what's that like? Take us through this workout today. Um, it was kind of a full body workout. So we start in the crib because we're like our uh, indoor like little football field. So we start in there and do like a little warm up. Then we go in, uh, we flow through. We started with like lower body, like a little activation warm up and then got into lifting and then transitioned to upper body and then finished with some conditioning. That's intense. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But uh, gets the sweat going early and makes it easier to you already warmed up for practice. So food comes on the backside of that then? Yes, sir. Right after workouts, I normally go grab some food. I don't really like to eat before I work out or right before practice, so got to find that, that medium. And what's that food for you after a workout like this? Uh, Probably some uh, like three fried eggs over easy, four, um, some toast, and maybe some oatmeal, something like that, and a smoothie. Can't forget the smoothie. What's in that? I normally go with like strawberries, pineapples, banana. Sometimes I add blueberries, but uh, some spinach, kale, ginger, coconut oil, and um, almond butter. And a little ice. Got a little everything in there. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to take this back because you've developed some incredible habits. And I think there's some points in your journey that we can highlight that might have started all of that. You were born in Georgia and came into this world with a best friend in your brother, Alvin Jr. Yes, sir. I was born with a twin. It's a huge blessing. I don't know what I would do without a twin, so I I just thank my parents and God for blessing me with a twin. And what was your relationship like when you were kids? I was very, very, very competitive. We raced to everything, raced to the car, first one to finish their food, who can tie their shoe the fastest. It didn't matter what it was. We were always competing. But it was fun, and, you know, uh, we moved around a lot as kids, and uh, we always made new friends, but never had to worry about, oh, I got to go make a new friend, because I had my best friend right there with me every time we would move, every time we travel, he is right there by my side. That's amazing, and you guys bounced around quite a bit, from Georgia to Germany, then Tennessee, Virginia, and Texas. 
How did that shape you into the man you are today? It made me very diverse. Uh, got to see a lot of different cultures and um, learn how to adapt quickly to new things or change. So um, I feel like, you know, all the time in football, things are changing or um, you might call a play and it might not be uh, the play you call. You might have to audible and just being able to get adapted to uh, change quickly. And I feel like it's made me well-rounded. Like I said, I got to grow up in different environments and experience different things. So I feel like not a lot of things are very new to me. To me, it's like, uh, you know, God has this plan for me. Like what's on this path? Like what new people I'm going to meet? It's, it's a journey. It's a part of life. So I just I take it all in and I, I look forward to it. So like uh, embrace it with open arms. Your parents seem to have blazed the trail for you in that regard. Alvin Sr., your father, and Virgis, your mother, served a combined 56 years in the Army. What stands out to you from their service? A couple things. One is they made it to their highest possible rank that they could, so I have a high ceiling to reach. Uh, for them, they made it to the pinnacle of their career, so I have to reach it to the pinnacle of my career. I've uh, seen examples. I've had them to set the example. So it's something I have to live up to. Uh, the other thing that stood out is just how family-oriented they were. To me, it's a lot like the locker room. You know, you got you you uh, in the military. You have a unit, so you have a group of people that you're normally with most of most of the time. And that's how it is in the locker room. We have our group that we're with most of the time. And over the years, all the time, my parents would bring like single soldiers home or um, young soldiers who didn't have family there. And they would end up being our family. They would end up coming to all of our basketball, football games and cheering us on and just become family. And so uh, I've always seen my parents have a open door for everybody. And they've had, they like they have huge hearts. So um, it's a lot like that in the locker room, you know, and that's one of the things that helps me down there in the locker room. I'm I've seen things like that before. That's a beautiful thing. And, and we're talking now about your time in El Paso, Texas. You arrived in middle school and take us through that journey. Sounds like a really welcoming home. It definitely is a welcoming home. I, was, I moved there in seventh grade uh, from Virginia. That's where most of my family is in Virginia. And then uh, shortly after we found out that we were moving to El Paso, Glory Road had came out. And my dad had took us to see Glory Road. And I'm like, okay, that's El Paso. That's where I'm moving. And kind of started resonating in uh I think it was a, a blessing, you know. I say I'm from El Paso. Um, I've been there. That's where I was at. I've been the longest since uh, being born. So that's home to me. That's the people who've been supporting me ever since I started really developing into like a good football player. And so the community supports me. I support them. And that's home. Glory Road is a great old hoops movie, right? Yes, sir. You were a talented point guard. Were you more comfortable driving or were you pulling up and shooting? Because your three-point shooting is out there on YouTube and it's legit. <laughs> uh, I, I definitely try to get to the basket first. I like to shoot uh, open jump shots, uh, not not so much contested. Or like pass and kick, like somebody's driving and kick, uh, dish it out to you. I'll be ready to shoot that. Other than that, I'm trying to go off the dribble to the hoop. Football was also a big part of your journey the whole way through, right? Yes, Beginning sir. in Tennessee, and I believe you took your first handoff in kindergarten to the house. Something similar happened when you got to college, and at UTEP, you became the all-time school rushing leader. Yes, sir. A blessing. No, yeah, so actually my first tackle football team I ever played for was the Packers. So when I got drafted, I told my mom, I was like, wow, this came back full circle. <laughs> so that was crazy. And um, like you said, I think it was my first or second carry. Took a toss, uh, 60 some yards around the right side and uh, against uh, UNM, University of New Mexico. And that was 
one of our rivals and I was like wow I just did this as a freshman and it felt pretty easy like and then I, I ended up scoring two more times that game one of them got called back so finished the game with two touchdowns like 128 yards and I'm like wow this is college football I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it you know and it just kept rolling after that and each year I got better continued to work and work and work and I just continued to build on the success that I had from my freshman year and all the way up into my last year and my last year, I think I finished like third in rushing in the country with like 1,700. And I recall my last game at UTEP, uh, I'm looking and I see a Packer scout and he's in the throwback. And I'm like, who is that? Come to find out after being drafted here and being here for a while, it was Elliot Wolf. And then that game, I rushed for 301 yards on 24 carries. And what do you know? I'm a Packer. <laughs> so you become a Packer again. I become a Packer again. That is an amazing full circle. And here we are. You're a top five rusher in Packers franchise history. You've arrived. I'm on the way. I'm on the way. I'm not there yet. I'm on the way. Uh, and when it's all said and done, I, I, I some things I got to do for the Packers. I mean, we got to definitely get a trophy back here in Lambeau. Um, you know, we've been so close for the past three years and we'll be better for it. And it just be that much better when we win it and what's motivating you this season one my father two uh just getting back to last year uh that loss how we lost and when we lost you know I feel like we had the team to to do it and then providing for my family uh that's another huge one I have a little son so it's not just me anymore I have uh, a mouth to feed so I gotta make sure um, I'm doing everything in my power to make sure he's setting his future up the right way and uh I want to be a a future Hall of Famer. I want to be a Hall of Famer. So you you got to go out there. You got to produce. You got to put the numbers up. You got to help your team. And I think at the end of the day, you win that Super Bowl. That definitely helps uh, on that resume. You mentioned your two-year-old son, Aaron Jr. How has that changed the game for you? It's definitely motivated me uh, a thousand percent more. You know, like I said, I it's not just me anymore. I have somebody dependent on me. So everything that I do, everything that I do, you have to think about your actions first because how can this affect my son or what if I'm not there for him, you know? I know my mom or my brother, they would take care of him, but it's different Like than your parents actually taking care of you. So just thinking about everything first before you do it and just working your butt off to so I can leave everything for him and um, hopefully I have some more children in the future and leave it for him and his brothers and sisters and their kids. And for me, that's what it's all about, like building an empire and leaving it for them and putting them ahead of where I was at. And I grew up pretty well, like middle class, grew up pretty well, not wanting for anything. But I think that's the thing, just put my family ahead of where I was at when I started. You've talked about your dad, and you've talked about dedicating the rest of your career to your dad, Alvin Sr., who passed away last spring. What would you like to achieve in his name? The biggest one is the Super Bowl ring. He was there to see us get very close. So um, we've talked about it multiple times. Um, and then, two, the, the uh, gold jacket, and we've talked about that as well. And two things that I will get done, not I got to get done, but I will get done here. Uh, so I'm excited about that. And, you know, I'm confident in saying that is because the work that I put in and I believe in myself. And if you don't believe in yourself, who else will? And you've talked about the importance of fatherhood and how that's given you some dad superpowers. What are some of those? <laughs> That's I got cat-like reflexes I, now. I promise you, I didn't have reflexes like that before, but I see everything a little bit better as well. I know, and then he pushes me to where at home. Dad, I want to watch football. Dad, football. He's two years old. Dad, football, football. So we're sitting there watching the iPad. We're we're pulling up YouTube clips, and 
you know, he just keeps you engaged in it and makes you want to do that much better. Like now he can recognize me on the field. He's like, oh, that's that ass, that's that ass. So he sees a Packers helmet and he goes, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. So he's already grabbing the concept. He's like seen games, but old enough where he's able to kind of be on the field and see it himself. Is Aaron Rodgers his favorite player? I, I, I'm assuming so. I, I told I told A-Rod that too. I'm like, bro. The first time is like happened we're on a plane, I'm wearing my Packers hat and he knocks it off and he sees the G and he starts screaming, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers on the plane. I told A-Rod this and I'm like, shh, we're on a plane. And then he just starts, Aaron Rodgers and Dada, Aaron Rodgers and Dada. And I'm like, shh. <laughs> but it, it, it was so funny because it's on a plane. I'm like, how do you know Aaron Rodgers' name? But he tries to play bad. He's always asking to watch football. So he probably heard the name so much. So it's exciting for me, though, to see that he's like into sports without me putting it on him. And he's right. That's how it's been. It's been Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones in tandem <laughs> doing something most offensive plays. It sounds like he's also teaching you some things. Oh, yes, sir. He's teaching me how, how really how to, how to be a man, you know, how to take care of a child. This is it's all new to me. Um, so I, I feel like I'm doing a good job of just how to teach someone how to use potty train. I already knew how to change diapers, but I hadn't changed that many diapers. Uh, he has me thinking like big picture as well. Like, how can I make money off of the field to also take care of my family? What business can I start up or what can I do to make sure that his college fund, when he goes to college, if he doesn't go on scholarship or something, hopefully he does for sports or whatever it may be. But if he doesn't, his college is taken care of and he doesn't have to worry about that. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs. I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. <laughs> hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. When you talk about him showing you how to be a man, you got an incredible education in that from your dad, who, in your words, showed you how a man's supposed to be a man. What's the most important thing that your dad taught you? That's tough. He's taught me so many valuable things. Because I can say the, the, the biggest one that stood out to me is been sports-wise. There's been some stuff off the field, too, but sports-wise for my career has been, like, very instrumental. Um, it was a time when we were younger. We were just more naturally God-given, uh, talented than a lot of the other kids. And uh, my dad was like, hey, it's going to come some point where that talent gap is going to close and you're going to start seeing athletes who can do the same thing as you, can run just as fast, if not faster, jump higher. But what's going to separate you at that point? And we're looking, we're young, we're like, oh, what is it? 
hard work. There's no replacement for hard work and the work that you put in in your work ethic. And so that's something that stuck with me all day. Um, people may be bigger, they may be faster, they, they may be able to lift more weights than me, but nobody will ever outwork me. So um, that's something that I'll live by and something that's very that stuck with me uh, to this day. And for sure, once you get to high school, you start seeing that talent gap close. You start seeing athletes from the other teams. Then you get to college and everybody can do what you do at that point. And it's what separates you. This is a lesson that you're applying today, right now, as you grind it out. You're already coming from a workout. We talked about your routine afterwards. There's a work ethic that's built in, and it's pretty cool to see. Oh, definitely. Uh, you know, and people can say uh, it gets repetitive, but uh, I've achieved my dream. My dream was to play in the league. I mean, you have other dreams. You set your, your roadmap. You, you know, you change your goals and your dreams. But now it's like enjoying what comes with the journey. And that's what comes with the journey and everything, the highs and lows. I try to take it all in because we only get to do this once. So I want to feel every emotion that comes with this game, whether it's the highs and lows. I felt the lows a lot now, too many times, you know, in those big games. So now it's time to start feeling that other side of it. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. For any youngster listening in right now, seeing you where you are and maybe feeling overlooked, slighted, underappreciated, what's your message to them? Um, just don't quit, you know, believe in yourself, be confident and continue to put in that hard work. And that's why you can believe in yourself and be confident because of the work that you're putting in. And then when it gets time to play or uh, the films cut on, make sure that is a representation of yourself and what you want other people to see. And uh, I always tell people, think of a mountain and, you know, everybody's way to the top is different. Some people may have a straight path to the top. Some people may go around. Uh, some people may go up, fall down, go around, fall down, then go back up. You know, everybody's path is going to be different. But as long as you're working to get there, you'll get there. And it's, it sounds like the twists and the turns in that path is what made you you. Oh, yes, sir. That is definitely what made me me. The chip on my shoulder from feeling like I've uh, been underrated. And it's crazy. I go back and I look and all these guys who were ranked before me or things like that. And not they're nowhere, but they're not where I am now. It's about putting in that work, believing in yourself. It's a marathon, pretty much. It's not a sprint because you can be the top 10 kid going into college, you know, and then in college, do nothing and lose that top 10. So it's a long race. And just stay the course and put your head down and continue to work. And when you get your opportunity, make the most of your opportunity. I think that's something that applies to football and to life. And I think there's people that are following your example and taking leadership cues from you. And I really think you're impacting and being a guiding light for more people than you know. So thank you so much for taking the time here today to join us. Thank you. Thank you. And I just want to let all the youngsters, if any of them are listening, that uh, I'm no different from you. You can be here if you want to, or you could be anything that you want to be in life. But you have to believe in yourself. You have to be confident in what you do and you have to put in the work. And yeah, so you can be anything that you that you want to be in life. And I'm here. Use me as a resource. I'm, I'm an open book of knowledge and I'm here to give the game back to the kids. Thank you so much, Aaron, for taking the time. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. And thank you for listening to Packers POV. To learn more about what Aaron is doing off the field, visit aaalltheway.org.
Take care and see you next time. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.